Alright. Tell me one. Testing, testing, one, two, three. Testing, testing, one, two, three. The president bought the pineapples at a papaya store in Panama. Such conviction. I am proud of you. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody, this is Random Channings episode 25. I'm Arlo Rodriguez, and my special guest today is Lorenz Kim. Hey, how are you doing, dude? I'm doing very well. How about yourself? I am doing perfectly fine because my best buddy Lorenz is here with me today. Hey, happy to be on your show, man. Awesome, awesome. And today we're going to be talking about something I have absolutely no idea about, but I hope my friends Lorenz enlightens me on all of it. We're gonna talk about metal culture. Metal! <laughs> Sorry, dude. I couldn't resist, man. The metal crowd's We're just talking about metal. We gotta have the metal voice. Metal voices. Metal voices. All the way. <laughs> I'm still working on that for the record. So, <laughs> anyhow. Metal culture. Let's get started. Okay, so about the metal culture, I believe um, I could go on and give a basic summary about metal culture, but I don't think that's going to be fun um, going that route. Okay. How I would like to talk about I feel can be summed up in the last two concerts that I went to ever since I moved back to the LA area. Okay, sounds good. And I'm going to start with um, this one concert I went to at the historic Whiskey Go-Go on um, Sunset Boulevard in Hollywood. A little bit of a history behind uh, the Whiskey Go-Go. It's actually a very famous uh, rock and roll venue. And also, um, it has been known to host um, many big-name metal bands, such as Motley Crue. They've oh, been around... I love, I love Motley Crue. Cool. Very cool, man. Uh, they've been around <laughs> since uh, the early 80s. I believe that they're, uh, they just decided to um, put down the flag and retire um, very recently. Really? Yeah, it's what I've heard. I don't listen to Motley Crue a lot, to be totally mm -hmm. honest. I feel that I should check out more of their music. Was were they behind Wildside? Or like, is that what the song is called? Like I said, I'm not really <laughs> too sure on Motley Crue. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. That's I think that's yeah. one of their biggest hits. It Mostly. might be. I need to listen to them more, and I'm putting that on my bucket list. But yeah, yeah. Anyhow, a little bit more on the Whiskey Go-Go. Mm -hmm. um, it's been known to host uh, various metal acts, and Motley Crue was one of them even before they got famous. Yeah. So yeah, the Whiskey Go-Go is a very historic place in LA for all things metal. And nowadays, um, nowadays, whenever uh, metal bands would tour, that is one of the go-to spots awesome. in um, in the general LA area. Is it just because of its general popularity or does it look like just like that? Like a torture dungeon with all this sharp stuff and all this blood. Whoa, 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 and... whoa, man. <laughs> Don't get ahead of yourself. Uh, <laughs> Kidding. But yeah, okay. <laughs> but I know. I, I guess what, what what attracts these bands to this particular location? Uh, like this is something I come at. to see in the various rock and roll and uh, venues I've been to just within the last year. And mm. a lot of these um, venues tend to be a lot more on the smaller side mm -hmm. of things. And black paint inside, very dark lighting, pretty minimal. You got like bars and everything where people can go like just uh, buy 
expensive drinks, such as beer, uh, they raised the price up. Uh, very understandably, though, the venue's gotta find another way to make money other than to host, um, host uh, various metal bands. That's fair. And um, any other musician, not just limited to metal in that mm -hmm. scene. But anyhow, I was at the Whiskey Go-Go um, a couple weeks ago, mainly to see this one band I have a big connection with. Mm -hmm. And that band is Battlecross from Battlecross. Canton, Michigan. Canton, Michigan is the home of many of my Michigan metalhead friends. So it had a really, really special connection to me. Mm -hmm. um, just because so many of the friends I made in the underground metal scene came from that area, including my friend Chris, my um, friend Eric, who plays guitar in a death metal band um, based from Detroit, Beheader. And, Better, I like that title. Yep, exactly. <laughs> and uh, my friend Ben Perry. Um, just uh, want to say moment to say uh, hello to everyone in Camp Michigan, and all the other Michigan metalheads I met. Um, hope you guys are doing all right. And this is Lorenz Kim. I'm not forgetting all you degenerate motherfuckers. <laughs> <clears throat> keep playing your instrument. Keep moshing. Keep doing your fucking thing, man. You're doing it right. Boom. All right, so... It's a hell of a plug, dude. Hell yeah, dude. <laughs> um, so, more about what I was saying. Um, yeah. So, I was um, there mainly to see Battlecross. They were actually um, the supporting act for two other bands, um, Suffocation and Soulfly. They were playing after them. Mm. Uh, Suffocation is a big death metal band, and Soulfly is more of a thrashier band. And uh, it's started by... Um, one of the guys from Sepultura, I believe. I'm not familiar as much with those two bands, but mm -hmm. I am definitely familiar with Battlecross, who I saw live at their Christmas show. My buddy Chris actually introduced me to several of them, and thanks a lot, dude. Um, giving you a shout-out on that. <laughs> and um, I actually got to hang out with them that night. Oh, very nice. Yeah, yeah. Send just a little bit of an update on what's been going on with them. Battlecross uh, started way out in like the early 2000s, and um, they are already on their third album, I believe, right now. Ah, damn. All right. Yeah, yeah. What are, the, what are their... Well, yeah, what are their three albums? Um, I do know that their latest album is called Rise to Power. Perfect. Yeah. Um, and I've had the pleasure to meet several members in that band. And I've uh, had the chance to talk to um, Haran, who plays uh, guitar for Battlecross. Mm -hmm. And also Don Slater, who plays the bass. Um, actually, I do have a bit of a story about Don. He actually drove... Me, my friend Chris, and my other friend uh, Danielle Stuk out to see Cal Decapitation and Lansing. The Battlecross bass player fucking drove us to see a concert. That's pretty cool. Not a lot of Metalhead fans can say that. Not you know? really, no. That's awesome. Yeah, and it's a story I've been proud to have <clears throat> under my belt. That's just how much of a deep connection I have to that band, just because... Even though, like, you're a metal musician, um, it's kind of hard to make it big in that genre. So any support you get from your fans just means everything. And I feel that, like, metal musicians, they're very, very humble guys, like, almost all across the board. No room for arrogance, and they work very hard at their craft. That, that's why I have, like, such a huge respect for the genre as a whole. Definitely. Why is it so difficult for them to succeed as much as any other genre <coughs> on, that's available right now i guess 
I think it just has a lot to do with um, the mainstream pop music that's been going on in this <laughs> day and age that like I just certainly can't relate to. Yeah, I feel like yeah. just the topic of love. <laughs> I mean, love is a great theme and all, but it's a lovely thing. I appreciate a, it so much. Yeah, I appreciate it, and it's got its place in our world. I'm gonna put that out there, but at the same time, in music, my God, it gets beaten over and over uh, the head yeah. again. Yeah. And when I was going through like my share of drama and bullshit yeah. a couple years back. And I saw things on the news like Miley Cyrus twerking on the VMAs or like yeah. Taylor Swift coming out with her song like Shake It Off. And if you just look at the lyrics, to me, it's just like you could do so much better than that. That's, yeah, it's pretty, it's definitely true. I mean, like I've just been like very cynical about the mainstream music these days. Then that's why I started turning more and more to metal. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, definitely. Um, just because it's very raw, it's aggressive, it's very brutal, and they're very courageous in the fact that they're not afraid to write about just various fucked up shit that happens in our Absolutely. society these days, like oppression or political strife, war, um, also religion. It attacks uh, just almost any other topic that I feel that music in general has just been neglecting. Mm-hmm. That's Absolutely. why I have a lot of respect for that genre. And yeah. there are other theories that uh, metal is a very loud, aggressive music. And I'm going to put this out there. It's not a genre for everyone. Uh, definitely. <laughs> yeah. So uh, how I like to introduce my music, uh, at least my uh, personal favorite bands, is don't ever start them out with just straight-up death metal like Cannibal Corpse. And I do like Cannibal Corpse. Don't get me wrong, but... Like Cannibal Corpse. I love Cannibal Corpse. Hammer! <laughs> Smash! Face! Uh, that's, um, that's, that's, um, how they introduce, uh, their song Hammer Smash Face from their third album, Tomb of the Mutilated, uh, now fronted by George Corpse Grinder Fisher, oh, who's got the biggest neck. <laughs> Um, the in the history neck. of the in the history of biggest necks. <laughs> <laughs> That's the uh, just kidding, uh, George Corpse Carter Fisher. If you're um, if you're uh, listening to this, um, that it's all in good fun, man. I love you, man. <laughs> Keep doing your thing. Keep head banging. I saw you one time back in February, and you were great out there, man. <laughs> uh, so I feel like um. So, back to the topic at hand. Of course. Um, I feel like we're getting a little bit astray. Yeah. yeah. So, um, I'm going to jump right into hanging out with the Battlecross boys. Awesome. Uh, so, saying hi to everyone who's in Battlecross. And also, hi to all the Battlecross fans. Uh, I'm representing all you guys. And, um, and I had a moment to just hang out at the merch booth, um, the merchandise booth, mm -hmm. where they sell like all sorts of t-shirts, hoodies, shorts, anything with the label of the band on them. And I got myself a, uh, my very own Battlecross shorts, and I wear that to the gym. Nice. Yeah, right? <laughs> and a little bit of an update, I got to, I ran into Don Slater, the bassist, who drove us to Cow Decapitation about a year ago. And uh, he got me up and uh, let me say hi to the rest of the band. I got to talked to Kron for a little bit, and I also got to talk to um, Tony Asta, the other guitarist in 
Battlecross, and I also talked to uh, Kyle Gumby, Gunther, the tall guy with a very impressive beard. I'm just picturing this, and I'm imagining it's probably oh, yeah. pretty flexible, pretty pretty lush, pretty... Oh, very and... lush. It's, uh... <laughs> it's, uh... It goes all the way down to his waist. That's Get how long Get the enough. fuck out of here, really? Oh, no. Um, see the pictures. Okay, okay. <laughs> um, but anyhow, um... So, I just managed to catch up with them. Um, they were all doing very well, especially Tony Asta. Um, I just want to take a moment to congratulate you, man. Uh, congratulations on getting married. I know it's been over Woo! a year. Woo! Yay! Yeah. And also, um, congratulations on having a son. Um, oh, congratulations wow. on okay. having being a dad. Damn. Yeah, he actually made this joke about, like, oh, yeah, my, my son, um... He, like, throws me out of the window on a daily basis. <laughs> Y'all had just a big fucking laugh out of it. It was beautiful, man. <laughs> so, yeah, actually uh, got to just hang out with those guys and got a picture in with them, including um their new drummer, um just everyone in the gang, you know? Awesome. Um, wow, that's awesome. Yeah, it's actually one of my Facebook cover photos. Um, I don't think it's currently right now, but uh, I'll bring it back up uh, soon. Um, I was just uh, promoting Lamb of God with uh, my, um, with my current photo, but anyhow, man, um, that was how I ended up, uh, hanging out with Battlecross Boys right before, uh, I saw them on stage, and right before I, um, saw Battlecross, I've also had the chance to meet some very interesting characters yeah. in the underground <laughs> metal scene at that show, this can and- only be good. I'm oh, forward to this. it's gonna be fun. It's gonna be awesome. You're gonna love this. All so, right, all right. I was just looking on my phone, chest texting Facebook right outside the whiskey, and uh, maybe just and just smoking a couple cigarettes or whatever, just bullshitting, fucking around. And then I see this one guy. He's like a couple inches taller than me. He's definitely like ten years older than me at least. <laughs> in his thirties, maybe in his forties. It he just sees me he's just he just gets right in my front of my face he's just like are you texting <laughs> he just like he just like looked at me and pretty much said that said what i was doing looking through my phone was like the most blasphemous thing on earth <laughs> when really like everyone else is doing it yeah and i was just like yeah what are you gonna do about it son oh my <laughs> god <laughs> But, like, you honestly... Didn't, you didn't actually say that, did you? No, no. Honestly, it was all in very good fun. Yeah, um, yeah. He saw that I had a Pantera shirt on, and I was also wearing my Children of Bodom hoodie. So we just ended up bullshitting about our favorite bands. And he saw my Pantera shirt, which literally has a skull with, like, two knives through its eyes. Oh, my God. Very fucking brutal, wow. man. But it's beautiful. I've had that shirt even in high school, even before I before I embraced the metal culture fully. Yeah, it was a foreshadowing in that sense. <laughs> um, but yeah, like we were just like we were just like cracking jokes and everything, and it turns out that one <coughs> either him or one of his buddies. Um, my memory is a little bit blurred on this, but yeah. he had yeah. a really nice tattoo on his arm of Dimebag Daryl. The guy um, who is a guitarist for uh, Pantera. And that guy had like, um, that guy or his friend, either one of them, had that big tattoo of Dimebag Daryl. And he showed that to me after he saw my Pantera shirt. So we just ended up rapping after that. And I was just trying to get that guy's number. 
And he was just like, okay, this is what you should call me. Anthrax. <laughs> Apologizer. At first. And just to explain uh, the first name, Anthrax is one of the big four of American thrash metal, like the band Anthrax. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, they got they got some good songs. I also saw them once um, when they were touring with Lamb of God back in January. But yeah, he was just like this sarcastic, hilarious guy who was clearly fucking with me, and I was just laughing along with it. <laughs> and here was what his number was. He just put like one six 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 six, literally. But then he changed his name later when I like try to say, "Okay, man, seriously, what's your number?" Uh, okay, my name is Anthrax Apartheid, <laughs> and that his number got changed to 777-777-7777, and that was the first guy I met, and the other two metalheads I met, uh, they're actually a couple uh, who are very involved in the genre because they just go to shows on a very regular basis. They were actually going to three shows uh, that weekend, including that one I was seeing that night. And uh, that's Jeff and Jen. And Jeff actually happens to be a martial artist who trains oh, in nice. Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. He's a blue belt. And I'm also uh, a martial arts practitioner. I, I got a first degree black belt in Taekwondo. And I've also yeah. dabbled in other arts. Very nice. Yeah, nice. so we just got to rapping, and I uh, told him about my new gym in Pasadena, and um, I told him uh, that I sparred uh, with this big-name fighter who's the head coach of that gym, Savant Young. And he was just like, no fucking way, dude. That guy's, like, big in the MMA community. So, like, it was just so great and refreshing to just have someone who to bond not only over music, but also martial arts. And... It actually goes into another thing I've been really wanting to talk about for a long time. And it's about, like, the connections that I've seen between martial arts and heavy metal. Yeah. Because in a lot of ways, they both, like, very much just collide. Those two worlds. And it really plays a big role, especially when you're in a concert. I felt that if it were not for my martial arts training, I would not know what the fuck I'm doing in the mosh pit sincerely yeah. but basically what a mosh pit is or what moshing is is just basically like the crowd forming a circle and it's empty at first but then you have just a bunch of guys just running into each other just colliding what yeah no that's literally what moshing is oh my gosh so that was like where i had to really just practice like the awareness i cultivated and i'm still cultivating today believe it or not and um, just really do my best to just not get myself hurt or injured or yeah, whatever. Absolutely. It's very easy to um, get injured, and also death is a possibility in that situation. Oh, my God. Yeah, I know. You have to exercise just complete awareness. There's no room for just, like, drunken, like, just carelessness in that situation. Yeah, but definitely, yeah. The unfortunate truth is that, like, more than half of the metalheads in that crowd or like drunk or wasted out of their minds yeah but for me this is how i do mosh pits and it's actually been helping me a lot what i do is literally get up and have a bit of a wide base of support with my knees with my legs so that i can maintain my balance and keep my knees bent while moving 
So basically, um, state like the typical Western boxing stance. Right. And how I position my elbows is pretty much how uh, the typical Muay Thai fighter would. Mm-hmm. Basically, use your elbows as a shield. And uh, in the mosh pit, you're not going to be using your fists. You're not grappling. It's basically like a different type of sparring, essentially. Mm-hmm. It's a lot more fun and laid back, but you can still very well get hurt in that situation. Oh, definitely, yeah. And it's also like a good workout, too. It's like cardio. And it's also like a little bit of strength training because you got like different bodies just colliding into you. You got to bend <laughs> yeah. them off. So yeah, what I do is always just like keep my arms and elbows up in front of me, like ready to protect my face or to protect my body and um, make my body just a smaller target. And I just can't like tell you how many times I've been pushed around by large, overweight men. I've just been thrown <laughs> all throughout uh, all throughout the mosh pit. Oh and my god. No, like I was very much planning to be in the mosh pit because that was going to be my way of representing um, my Michigan metalhead friends, especially the ones out in Canton, Michigan, because yeah. Battlecross came from there and... I was doing my absolute hardest to, you know, channel my spirit, channel their spirit into yeah. mine yeah. in that pit. It was a very yeah. spiritual experience for me, and I was doing it all for them. Yeah. Like I said, guys, everyone out in Michigan, the Metalhead gang, I have not forgotten you, and I never will. That's sweet. Uh, I was thinking of you guys all throughout that night, man. So we're going to take our break, but we will be right back with more about metal with my good friend Lorenz Kim. Stay metal, guys! (laughs) We'll be right back, everybody. We are back. Hello. <laughs> um, so, Lorenz, um, what, what's going to be the next thing we're going to talk about in regards to metal culture? So, uh, the first half was Battlecross and me being, me having a bit of a personal connection with the band and also meeting just various interesting characters at that show and moshing. <laughs> Pretty much what a typical metal concert goes on. Yeah, yeah. But this next concert I'm going to talk about is very different. And I feel very connected with the band, but in a much different way. Battlecross, I felt connected in terms of I just happened to know the guys in the band like on a bit of a personal level mm-hmm. uh, to an extent. Yeah. But with Lamb of God, um, I feel that I very much empathize and connect with uh, the vocalist of that band, Randy Bly. But uh, before I get into like why I feel connected to him and why he and I uh, have just 
a lot in common what we value and everything. Yeah. Um, yeah. I want to just take a moment to um, just uh, talk about a little bit of my experiences at the Lamb of God concert in the Fox Theater yesterday. Oh, very nice. Yep. Very nice. So I drove out uh, all the way from my home right here in uh, San Marino, California, and took the 210 all the way out to uh, Pomona, California, which is about a 40 minute drive with traffic. Got a detour, made like a wrong turn onto a freeway, to <laughs> got off the wrong exit. Oh, man. Uh, holding out a piss really bad at that time. <laughs> and had trouble finding parking. Oh, shit. Finally found parking and finally uh, found a local bar for me to piss in the restroom. <laughs> and then I get to the venue where there is just a lot of security. And that just really... Mm set the tone for the night as far as concert experiences go i can't always really say it was like my best one because of just how tight security was that night like you would fucking think that like they're prepping for like a terrorist attack in their show or yeah. some shit yeah but, i mean considering randy Bly's legal situation what he went, went through okay i kind of get it but at this particular venue like they took it to very much of an extreme man um in what in what ways like there were security like not at the door but like also at the restroom and also like into like the entrance of like the actual like dark big concert hall the venue it's the heart of the venue itself with the stage and everything mm -hmm. and there was just like security just everywhere oh yeah and also like when you walked in like you had to take everything out of your pockets earplugs included and they frisked you Thank Satan they did not touch my crotch. <laughs> That's all I'm going to say about that. So yeah, it just like, it just set a bit of a tone for the evening. And honestly, if I were to give like my experience at the concert, blank stars out of five, I would give it a three, mainly because of that aspect. I mean, I take Randy Bly's story into account. If I didn't, then I would have given a lower rating. But yeah, it was just like the security was jam-packed and I could not get into like, the main general admissions mosh pit area where I've been wanting to go the whole night. So I want to like fucking tear shit up in the pit like I did with Battle Cross last week. That didn't really end up happening until like I joined like a mini mosh pit in like the upper like tiers of the floor. And uh, that was like when they played their very last song, Redneck. Redneck? What's that yep. song? What's that song about if you don't mind me inquiring? It's a bit ambiguous. Um, people say that it's about Randy Bly uh, during his alcoholic oh days. My, oh my god. But from what his interview said, and this is what he said verbatim, that's his gossipy bullshit. <laughs> but then he like changed that to be, you know what, it is whatever you want it to be. Okay. But back to the topic at hand so yeah i mean it was a pretty like good experience overall like at least like looking on the bright side of things i actually got to kick back and like listen to the music but i mean i already did that when i saw them out in michigan the first time around i just wanted to be in the pit mm -hmm. i just wanted a different experience you know what i mean yeah uh but it was a similar experience but still it was it was nice though i love like lamb of god and the music and i feel like i connected with their music just so much in the past few months because of like of some things in my personal life that i had to deal with yeah and um this is where i'm gonna get into um both the book and the documentary i uh spent the better part of this last week 
reading Randy Bly's book and also rewatching the uh, As the Palaces Burn documentary. So I'm going to start with the book first and it's written completely from uh, Randy Bly's point of view. Like he's the narrator in that story okay. and it's all okay. very much based on true events. Okay. And it's based around his incarceration. So just to give a little bit of context without spoiling too much of what happens. This was about when um, Randy Bly was imprisoned in the Czech Republic. Hmm. And um, I believe it was the year 2010, sometime within that year, when Lamb of God was playing a gig at some local rock and roll pub in the Czech Republic. And allegedly, Randy Bly pushed uh, someone off stage when they're just trying trying to get to the front and like stage dive. That type of behavior is actually not like condoned by the band at their shows, and they yeah. And, yeah. and they made that really clear from the get go. Right, right. Uh, but honestly, with it being a metal concert, they're going to be drunk jackasses. That's just <laughs> the inevitable truth. Unfortunately. Anyhow, so there was this uh, kid who Randy Bly allegedly like pushed, and it was like a really light push from what the video clips have shown him as, and that fan like literally hit his head. And it was a bit of a lethal blow. Oh, he eventually died from pneumonia after suffering damage to his brainstem. That's oh. how bad it was. Oh my god! And it affected his family very deeply. Yeah, um, that makes sense. So what his book is about is like pretty much Randy Bly's feeling throughout this whole process, and they did not know anything. Like no one associated with Lamb of God knew that a fan was actually dead from attending one of their shows they did not find out about this until fast forward two years later in 2012 with randy bly and the rest of the band was flying in to the czech republic again for another gig and randy bly just all of a sudden just gets arrested like that oh my gosh yeah and they were charging with manslaughter and randy bly had no idea what the fuck was going on who would think anybody would know be going on if that just happened so yeah i know like this could fucking happen to any vocalist any like musician especially at like just intense gigs like these you know definitely uh so it was a very fucked up situation randy bly pretty much had like almost no memory what happened and i'm gonna spare the gory details and not spoil too much but he was pretty much imprisoned in a different country that ran under a very different justice system than America does. And to put it mildly, the Czech Republic's justice system is got a lot of things that they need to improve on. And Randy Bly had to put up with that, and he spent 38 days in prison. And mm-hmm. after that, he had to fly back to return to trial. Ultimately, he was found not guilty. Thanks, Satan. <laughs> <laughs> And he and Lamb of God are still pretty much back in the full swing of things. If they weren't, I wouldn't have been able to see them yesterday. And yeah. So what I really admire about uh, Randy Bly and reading his book was just the sheer amount of de- determination and fortitude that he showed throughout that whole fucked up situation. Especially. I, I mean, that could break anyone down, but he survived it like mentally. And I admired him a lot through that. And just reading his story made me reevaluate myself and my own problems and saying, you know what, man, like, there are really much worse things in life than, like, 
for instance, in my case, not getting into grad school or whatever. Yeah. Like, that's just for an example, man. Like, there are just a lot of worse things to go through in this world. And Randy Bly has been through, like, worse than what I have. And he still came out of it strong. So if he can survive that, then you know what? My problems, like, are very much survivable as well. And I really thank him a lot for that. I wish I could have told him this in person, but unfortunately I didn't. Wait, did you, could you have actually interacted with the band? No, I don't think so. Uh, Probably like a meet and greet patches, and those are expensive. Um, yeah, that, that makes sense. But anyhow, I'm just glad I got to see the band play live for the second time. Like, it was just a blessing for me, you know? Um, did you mention your the first time you met you you saw them in concert? Oh, yeah. I was um, out there with my training buddy, Scott. Nice. And, um, and another friend of mine, Eagle, who runs his own radio show out in Michigan. Cool. Yeah, I'm also going to be doing, like, some interviews with him as well. Oh, very nice. Yeah, I can't awesome. wait. So, yeah, I mean, I felt like if I were to give uh, Randy Bly's book, Dark Days, which gives, like, his whole, his own perspective on the incarceration and uh, the trial, the court proceedings, I would have to say I'd give it a four out of five stars, uh, mainly because there are some points where he drones on a little bit too much about the history and i felt that it wasn't really necessary to the story itself i felt like a lot of it could have been cut down and that book was over like 475 pages oh man yeah and me personally i'm a slow reader i had to really hustle my ass to get that book finished (laughs) and i like had like less than a week to go through like maybe 300 pages i was like a third of the way through right but then I finish it. Thank God. Nice. So that's like my, that's pretty much the books side of the story. The document as the palaces burn um, was originally going to be like the fans perspective on, on how like Lamb of God has like changed their own lives and also how just heavy metal music in general has changed their own lives yeah. in a positive way. It was originally going to be focused on that. Mm-hmm. But considering Randy Bly's legal situation, that kind of got changed. I mean, they still, like, touched on, like, a couple of a fans. Like, one girl who was a metal vocalist from India. Wow. And this guy, I believe, was in, like, Southeast Asia. who was, like, a taxi driver. Um, it's really interesting to get that perspective. But then they jumped to Randy Black getting arrested. And, like, and just the sheer amount of support that Randy got from his family and his friends and everything. And also just the music community in general like it was just fucking heartwarming to see that and there was this one moment when one of his band members literally just gives him gives randy just the biggest hug and he was just in tears and it just reminds me of me and my metalhead friends like We've, like, gone through, like, our share of bullshit, just each of us. But at the end of the day, we're there for each other. And it just reminds me of, like, a few instances when, like, I'm just not afraid to just cr- just cry on someone's shoulder and say, you know what, man, it's okay. And they've done the same for me. And you know what? Yeah, absolutely. That's just the essence of why I fucking miss my Michigan Metalhead brothers, you know? Yeah. It's a community at the end of the fucking day. And, like, I just miss having that camaraderie. I'm still, like, trying to get some of it back while I'm out here. But it's just been a big transition for me in terms of just, like, moving back home or whatever. Absolutely. But, I mean, I really hope I get that feeling again someday and sometime soon. But, I mean, 
we'll see. As far as that documentary goes, and just like, just the emotion that it captured behind it, I'm gonna give that a 5 out of 5, just because it was good. Yep, it just gets better. The concert, the book, and the documentary. But yeah, I just want to give a shout out to Randy Bly and Lamb of God. Keep doing your thing. You guys have been through so much. And uh, just don't stop. Keep making music. Keep making records. Keep touring. Do your thing. And this is um, coming from Lorenz Kim. And I will and forever will be a Lamb of God fan. Awesome. And um, also speaking of friendship, man, um, (laughs) I want to give uh, my friend Eric Parton out in Michigan a special shout out. Um, He actually called me while I was at the Whiskey at Sea Battlecross. And he like just, and I actually originally called him to wish him a happy birthday. Uh, metal growls and everything over voicemail, dude. <laughs> and uh, I also talked to his uh, drummer Garrett too. They both play in this um, death metal band called Beheader, spelled B H E A D, and a backwards R. <laughs> yep, that's exactly what it sounds like. But I just want to give a shout out to you because you got a special task on your hands, man. Um, and to just give a little bit of news, um, unfortunately, Brendan Small. The creator of Metal Metalocalypse, and it's a very big Adult Swim show. Oh yeah, it's very iconic in the metal community. Unfortunately, his show ended on a bit of a cliffhanger, and, mm. and there was like a lot of petitioning to revive it and yep. make it go on for at least one more season. Unfortunately, it doesn't look like that's gonna happen. So uh... Eric Partons is teaming up with his friend Eric Smith. And they are composing music for their own project, Eric Clock. Eric Clock. So <laughs> I love that name. Yeah, it's it's great. I love it too. Um, <laughs> and they're going to be releasing su- stuff for their project, Eric Clock, in the near future. So I just want to give you a shout out and let's do something, man. All right. You and me together, dude. Okay. We're gonna give them a chant. All right. A chant. All right. How do we do this? This is a crescendo. So we're gonna start with Eric Clock, 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 Eric Clock. Do you want to talk again? No, we're good. I think that's enough to give them a message. But what I'm trying to say is, Eric Parton, Eric Smith, you guys are both my buddies, and um. I wish you guys just the best, um, and please do what you can to compose new music, and hopefully, hopefully that will get to Brendan Small's attention and make make him more motivated to revive the show back because we need that fucking show back, dude. And you gotta know how it ends, man. Like, yeah, he, exactly. I can't just thinking like, what's going on? I don't know. I, don't I know. know. I want to know so fucking badly too. So, Eric Clock. Eric Parton, Eric Smith, you guys are our last and only hope, man. <laughs> so, it may be a lot to ask, but dude, you guys are both very talented musicians. You got this, man. You got what it takes. All right. I feel I feel pretty good right now. I feel pretty good. You know what? We should end today's show with Erase This by Lamb of God. And also, that song at intermission that you heard was Absence by Battlecross. Thank you, Lorenz. I should do that in the, in the future. <laughs> Well, um, it's a learning process, my friend. Yeah, still, still getting, 
still figuring things out even after 25 episodes. All right. All right. As always, you can find our podcast at randomchatterings.weebly.com. You can contact us via Twitter at our Twitter handle at ranchatpodcast, or you can email us at ranchatpodcast at gmail.com. And our question of the week is, what is your favorite metal group? Stay metal, motherfuckers! <laughs> Lorenz, thank you so much for coming on the show. Of course, man. With pleasure. Appreciate it. That was us um, clapping and then like smashing our fists together. Yo, there's a, there's a there's a special handshake that goes. All right, so you okay? Slap three times. One, two, two three, three, and then slide back on the fourth one. Slide and back. And then meat horns. Long horns. Raise the horns. <laughs> All right, take care, everybody. Stay metal, guys. Contact us via Twitter at our Twitter handle. We don't have a fucking question of the week! God damn it! Oh, wait, let's put your favorite metal group. What's your favorite metal group? Yeah, what's your favorite metal band? It's such an easy. Alright, there you go. What's your favorite metal band? Why not? I think it's the liquor that's starting to get to me. Shh! You don't have to know that! I'll mention in the production notes anyway. You